You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge at Roosters on Ola and Tangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live. I am Austin Ward. That's Bobby Carpenter, Nicole Cox, and Justin Zwick. And life is feeling normal again. The patio is bustling right out mm. there. Yes. Busy. There's appetizers. It's mac and cheese by tomorrow, so Ooh. it feels like the Letterman Row week. It's a great yeah. Tuesday. The weather is amazing. Bobby Carpenter was in the Woody last week, ending his long hiatus, I believe. Were you there for Pro Day? Oh, gosh. That was like a 13-month, 14-month <laughs> hiatus. I, so like, you, I don't know if you were here when I said this last time. <laughs> I go, since 2002... Outside of Doug Callahan, who's the head trainer, head whatever now, some mm-hmm. administrative position, paper pusher now. <laughs> oh, um, Dougie. I said outside of him and Sean Barnhouse, who came back, I go, I think I've spent more hours, and Sean Perkins, I think I've spent more hours in the Woody Hayes than any other person currently employed there. I Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't argue on that. I was like, I, I think came you, back every year in the off season. I've been doing it since 2002. You're the only guy I know that I played with that still goes back to the Woody Hayes. And I mean, you work out and everything there. You have your own gym, basically. Well, I go, I help practice and do well, some yeah. other things. So, I mean, for me, not going in there that long, I occasionally creep in and you know have some conversations, but never, I never want to be around the players because last thing I want oh, to ever gosh, be the guy who gives them all oh. <laughs> crazy old uncle. Yeah, didn't want to be uh, uncle like, Bob. <laughs> I always want the value I add. Of course, like beer yeah. can is this in the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> oh, Bob was here. Yeah. Uncle Bob was here. Bob and Schlegs were in here lifting last <laughs> night. Be a value adder, not a value subtractor. And giving COVID to the team definitely yeah. would have subtracted value from myself. Yeah, you might have so. got your uh, key card taken for that one. Yes. So that's more normalcy for you. I got to watch practice on Monday morning, six whole periods, mm. which is like Christmas for me. Everybody who got Berm got to go Friday. He only got two. So that tells you. Now, was it the six periods where they were stretching, doing individuals? They didn't I mean, that's start- what Tresh used to do back in the day. He let media in for like, you know, while we warmed up. And then, all right, you guys got to go. We're going to start doing stuff. Uh, yeah. So they did not start the clock for stretching. Okay. So it was more like an hour for me, nice. which is Christmas. Awesome. Like I said, a Christmas present yeah. uh, after a year away. So that was amazing. I, Nicole, did something happen to you that makes you feel like more normalcy? Because we're all just, so, well, Jay-Z doesn't feel normal. We had to get surgery. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been laid um, up on a couch for a week. <laughs> actually walking up today through the parking lot and seeing all the people sitting on the patio outside. So many cars outside. Yeah. I know. It just felt great. really good. And yeah, business is getting busier here at this location, which has been great. And we're just so thankful to everyone. Yeah, I almost stopped out on the ba- on the patio because that's I where know. we did them during, last uh, year. yeah, last year we were out there. I was like, ah, oh, it's nice. I out. mean, if we didn't have the lounge. Well, I know we got the corner. I know, corner, yeah. the lounge now. And I mean, this, we got, I mean, that, it's just beautiful. Autograph. The, the artwork in here is just well done. I mean, just, I don't so know who good. your interior designer hey, is. Thanks for but, signing that. That looks <laughs> yeah. so good. Don't worry. Don't, don't try and sell that on eBay, Bobby, you have to sign yours. I will sign mine. Okay. He doesn't want to mess it up at all. He just thinks that that print is too perfect as it is. Thank you. Don't want to smudge. Well, it I know it's a, I mean, it's a nice picture of the arm there, but I'm at, I'm sure I can figure out something and, and a way to work around it. Okay, so life is getting uh, back to normal. It feels great. Uh, good to see these Buckeyes. And now, after all this, all the anticipation of spring practice, it's almost over. And the spring game will be uh, a week mm-hmm. from Saturday. Uh, when Ryan Day was saying on Monday morning, you got two weeks to get better. 
So for you two, as you've been through it, before Nicole dives into the quarterback uh, race <laughs> for us, what is the sense of urgency like when you get to the end of spring? How does it compare to the start? Uh, we usually look around, and as we've seen, the position groups begin to thin out because there's always some injuries and mm -hmm. things that happen. So you start out wanting more reps in the spring, and by the end of it, it's like, yeah. hey, too many. I thought we were going to try to I'm going to be hurt here in a second yes. if we don't some slow this other, down a little bit. Some of the other guys, like, and so you get these specific position groups, like the defensive backs who run a ton during mm -hmm. practice, and you're like, oh, goodness, like, start thinking, well, we have to kind of limit and manage some of the plays we're running because uh, we still have a full complement of receivers, and these guys can run six miles a day. Well, we've got two-thirds of DBs, so they're running, what, yeah. eight, nine, ten? So it's, uh, it's tough for those guys, but you really focus in right now. You, you've got a lot of your work done. But to me, it was always, how can I leave a lasting impression for the coaches mm -hmm. and for my teammates as well? Like, and it's, it's usually not always in the spring game because yeah, a lot yeah. of it's controlled. It's focused, especially for the quarterbacks. Like, here's three plays. Run these over and over. Here's your three plays on defense. Mm -hmm. Run this over and over. It's, hey, you're going to get these competitive situations heading in really to this weekend because the last week they kind of <clears> toned <throat> some of it down for, this, obviously, the spring game. But it's, we're ratcheting this up, and we're going to go good on good and work on some specific things and think, hey, this guy flashed right here. He can do this. We, we didn't know at the beginning of the spring if he could. We thought, and now all of a sudden you've arrived with that <laughs> skill set. And so that was always my mindset you know, as you're kind of wrapping down spring. Stay healthy. Make sure that you're, you're positioning yourself good going into training camp, and then you know, hopefully leave a lasting impact with your coaches. Yeah, I think staying healthy is probably one of the – most important things for spring. I mean, you, yes, learning and being on the field and running through everything is, is great, but <clears throat> coming out of spring, you got to be able to take what you learned and you, you know, practice that up to camp or before, yeah. you know, the summer stuff starts. So, um, you know, these next couple of weeks with some injuries that they've had, you know, coaching staff probably has to sit there and say, what can we do to make sure you can't ever make sure, but what can we do to help these guys come out of here as healthy as possible? Um, you know, I'm thinking back to our spring, it was always the jersey scrimmage. Mm -hmm. You know, you had a jersey scrimmage on Saturday. That was the most important part. You know, everybody looks at the spring game like, oh, yeah, the spring game. Well, the spring game, you know, you got makeshift offensive lines, makeshift, you know, defensive lines. It, it's not the same. So you're going ones on ones, you know, twos on twos. That's where you're getting your real work in. That's where you're getting the best film. And uh, that, I just remember that being huge. And I forget what it was. Was it scarlet jerseys if you won? Yeah. The winners got the scarlet jerseys back in the day. That's how we kind of did it. So it was kind of like a pride thing as yeah. well. Um, it just gives you that little extra level of competition because you've been going against these guys for two, two and a half weeks already. You know, you got to give them something there on that Saturday to, to kind of shoot for. But, uh, yeah, that's the last big test in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think that, that Ryan Day calls it that jersey scrimmage, but that big one, that yeah. final – yeah, and I'm sure it's changed. Final, that was just, yeah, Tress yeah. was, you know. I expect it will be Saturday of this week for Ohio State before, as Bob said, they, they scale down. You know, they have fun with the spring game. It is for fans. Uh, I expect there will be uh, some amount of people that are allowed into the horseshoe next week. and then, Legions of fans? Yeah, not. I don't know if it'll be legions, but it'll be uh, a noticeable amount of people. Uh, sort of a dry run for not only just having fans back in there with the pods and ticketing and uh, media, uh, sort of a dry run for them to, to reacclimate because there will not be, a, I don't think, a full horseshoe this year. That's still a ways down the road. We don't have to talk about that stuff right now with a sense of normalcy that we're bringing to this week's episode. <laughs> but anyway, Nicole, so Saturday will be important as you're going through ones and ones and twos and twos for these quarterbacks. Three-man competition, um, you know, yeah. it's, it's a huge deal. It is, it is. And I think to add to what you guys were talking about, I think too, with there being such a lack of play last year with such few games, I think that 
I would think everybody's working extra hard to really shine this spring. So, and especially these quarterbacks now with the position open, CJ Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord, and the three, the three of them, you know, running for this position and, you know, Kyle McCord's only a first year. So, but we, but CJ Stroud, we, that's who coach day chose last year when Justin Fields got hurt on that one play and put him in. So I'm anxious to see who will, you know, get the position. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're going to win a national championship. You got to get that right at quarterback. And, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I would be more interested to see what the breakdown, I don't know if they put this out there, <clears throat> breakdown on reps, right? I mean, a lot of times, you know, you go in and, you know, having to meet back and day, all right, you guys are going to go 50 50. It's like, all right, well, I can do math. That wasn't 50 50. <laughs> you know, what's going on? You know, I want to get my reps with those guys too, so I can show. So I, I would like to see how that breakdown is. But, uh, you know, they're also, on the other hand, there's so many young freshmen, receivers. I mean, there's so many playmakers on offense that, the offensive line might be the part you're missing, you know, on that second team. Yeah. You're still throwing to guys who are going to be playing on Saturdays uh, who are very talented and can go make plays for you. So maybe the seven-on-seven seven and those sorts of things become a little bit easier because you, you're still working with the same kind of talent. Um, but Stroud seems to be the guy of everything that, you know, you read or, you, you know, I haven't been to practice. I can't get in there. My name's on the, like, no-fly zone. You don't have the I don't Dr. have, Dr. no, I don't have that. But uh, Here, just take it some DNA off. This, uh. <laughs> but you know, you, you hope that uh, these. It, you got to think it's going to be one of those two guys that have been here for a year. They've been in the system. They know a little bit more about what 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 is expected of them. They got to see Justin Fields do it and how he prepared. Yeah. Uh, in my head, I would think it'd be one of those guys. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Everybody's got to stay healthy. Everybody's got to you know continue to learn throughout That's the summer, key. and mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens come camp. Well, it, what's interesting too, and Justin talks about the rep splitting is. Not all reps are created equal either. And yeah. you start getting into some of the situations, and some of them are a little more advantageous. You know, okay, we well get the third and short while well, we hand it off four or five times. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. yeah, I'd rather be in the third medium. Now, maybe you don't need to put me in the third and long. Like, I'm not trying to be there either. <laughs> you know, so just trying to figure out exactly where it is. And I would venture a get to guess, unless something changes, because I think a lot of it's leaning towards Stroud at this point, that as of Saturday, this Saturday, They'll have a pretty good idea of w- coming into camp how they're going to structure the reps. Now, mm-hmm. maybe something happens and someone else plays really well this week and yep. throws a wrench into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would think that formula they'll have a pretty good idea formulating because I don't think the spring game they're gonna, they're going to put a yeah, lot. Of I hope that. they don't grade anything on. No, on I think a game. lot of it's going to be based upon hey, we got one last really good on mm-hmm. good session. How do you guys look there? And maybe it's not always just sheer statistics because. Mm-hmm. Is you just like there's plays you can put, make all the right reasons a quarterback can make a good throw and you know, the court, the receiver may run a wrong route mm-hmm. maybe they drop the ball you know who knows what can happen and so are are these guys executing are they doing what they need to do to, to see the improvement from the beginning to yep. now yep. and if you've seen that okay well this race is still tight yep. and I don't necessarily want to start leaning too far one way or another yet you know with these young guys when they make that mistake that they hadn't really had a chance to make yeah. yet right because I mean last spring. Yeah, and they had a couple practices, you know, during the season, scout team or this or that. This spring, all right, man, they made this mistake. We talked to them about it. We brought them in, showed them, talked to them about what we want them to do. By the end of spring, like Bob said, are they making that change? Are they picking up on it? Realizing, man, I made that mistake 
four practices go, I got to know I got to come back to this side or whatever it may be. So that'll be a big part of them watching that film, breaking down what these well, quarterbacks are doing. Doc Trussell used to tell us about that. You got to make that change for once in my it. life. It starts with the man in the mirror. The man in the mirror. I think that, that I and think jump, that Trussell, and jump cuts. Doc <laughs> Trussell might have actually uh, stolen that from Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Ah, you know, I thought I'd heard that Unless before. Unless they collaborated when they wrote that song, <laughs> but I don't think that they did. Nicole, it's been really interesting. Jay-Z just alluded to this with the making mistakes and how quickly you can learn from it when he's evaluating quarterbacks. It really applies to you know, any walk of life. And it's, been, it's just been, uh, I don't know, I'm always impressed by the way Ryan Day carries himself publicly, but when he talks about this stuff and the way he's looking at quarterbacks, and it's not, you know, obviously part of it is how they throw the football and if they can score touchdowns and, and move the offense. But the other part is like, okay, well, you did make a mistake on this day. We know that you're talented, so can you correct the mistake? And that applies not just to quarterbacks, but really, you know, any part of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we look at um, guys, and I'm sorry, Trey Sermon last year. I mean, he was coming in and every, you could see him kind of learning through the season. And then at the very end, he was phenomenal, you know, and Mm -hmm. because he really took to heart everything, every mistake, or, or even if it wasn't a mistake, he just learned from every game, which were very you know, fewer than usually would be. So I think that I would think Coach Day looks at all of these guys like, okay, who is going to pick up fast and not have that stubborn mind of, oh, I'll get it next time, but actually listen to their coaches and know I've got to make that change. Yeah. And speaking of quarterbacks who got better, uh, spring game that didn't really count, his first one, Justin Fields, I think he was four for 11 for 90-some yards on one throw, and that was pretty much it. Uh I can't believe what we're hearing about him in this draft process. Uh, Bob, you were there to see what I think was one of the most impressive uh, quarterback pro day th- uh, passing performances. I've, I wasn't in the building, but that I've seen on television. That was absolutely it was what I expected. Yeah. But it was insane what he did, and I don't know how much stock to put in it. But I've also seen him do it a lot in real games that count. I, so I, I don't know what you've heard about it, but I, I, I feel Ryan Day's frustration boiled over on Friday, and he. Yeah, he came on. He came stood out. Stood up for his guy. Yeah. Oh, he came on. Uh, came on the morning juice, you know, and, and spilled it out there. I mean, it's his one read offense. Like, it's not only an indictment on Fields; it's also an indictment yeah. on him. Like, he was <laughs> exactly, an NFL, yeah. he was an NFL offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. Like, you're not coming in with anything better than one read. Yeah, he's a one one read guy, and so justless. You're throwing routes on air. I mean, Jay Z will tell you. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're not completing 95 percent of your balls and routes on air, I mean, you're, you you yeah. have no business playing quarterback. He looked really good doing that. Everyone's looked really good. What I was impressed with is how well he ran. He ran a four four, you know, low four four forty. Which hey, you know, that's not a that's not an order like winner for me. But you know what? It's a nice. It's not the Andre. It's a nice, thing to have. It's a nice yeah. side dish. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. okay, so now I know this guy has elite speed. So we can do some things with him, and he's going to be able to evade. He looked fast on tape, but now we're confirmed that he is fast, and he's NFL caliber fast. But I had one NFL scout tell me he's like, there's nothing he could have done today that would have lowered my opinion. He's like, if we have a chance to take him, we're going to go get him. And, you know, that's, I feel like there's a, a decent number of teams. He's not for everybody, I think. Teams obviously have their preferences. But I then responded, well, what if he came in here like stone drunk and you know, threw out his balls <laughs> that dirty? He goes, I just would have watched the Fiesta Bowl again and forgot about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. He's you like, know? so we would have been good. Yeah. I mean, if you come out of a pro day as a quarterback, I mean, unless you just sail every ball or this or that. Or the, I mean – you're pretty much set up for success. You know what the routine's going to be. You've run through the routine how many times, you know, be up leading up to this day with the receivers. I mean, it's just you got to go out and just 
throw the ball around. And it's like, I, I just can't stand all the hype and everything coming. And it's like, come on, these guys are in shorts. They're throwing the ball down the field. They all have strong arms. They're all very good. Like, let's not go crazy. Look at the film. That's what I would I, rather pay I, attention yeah. to. You know, go watch Justin Fields play against Clemson. Not can he run this way and throw the ball really far down that way. I mean, let's go watch him in a game, and that will tell you everything you need to know. The fact that – and because I wasn't in the Woody on whenever that was last Tuesday – Mac Jones' pro day was right beforehand, and it was like those two people played different sports. I know Mac Jones is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to be much more athletic than I am, and I'll give him all the credit for that. Right? I don't know. I mean, come on now. You can swing a golf club. <laughs> but, I mean, he's trying to throw deep balls, and they're nowhere even near pro day receivers for Mac Jones, and Justin Fields is putting on you know a tape clinic for how to throw the football and, and arm angles and on the move and the throw to C.J. Saunders that – I don't, how many humans in the world could do what he did on that throw? And then you factor in, you know, people are trying to t- tear down Justin Fields off the field, and Mac Jones is just over here with a police record that nobody even wants to acknowledge exists. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And and how about just head to head against Trevor Lawrence in the Sugar Bowl? I mean, I just don't know what to make of it, Nicole. It's crazy. I feel like it's unfair <clears throat> to Justin Fields, but it's also part of the process because. These organizations are investing millions of dollars in him. And, uh, but oh, I, go I, ahead. no, I I was just gonna say I a hundred percent agree with Justin on. I just don't think it's fair to judge these guys on one day because that's not anybody can have an off day. Anybody can, and yeah, don't get me wrong, you can't have a ton of off days when right. you're investing that <laughs> yeah. much money. But you know, you need to look at the film and his performance. I mean, they work so hard to build up and look at like learning from mistakes and just how much they've grown through their college career. So I just don't, I, I just don't think pro day, I get it, what it's for. I totally understand. I just think that they obviously need to look at more for that. And I also think this thing with Justin Fields, I feel like someone said something casually that had no idea that it would blow up this much because we know Justin Fields is phenomenal. We watched his performance last year. Yeah, the most con- the, the thing that makes the most sense to me, which there's been a lot this last year of just, am I crazy? You know, this, the last year I felt like that. But when you're talking about this, this, this instance here, the thing that makes the most sense to me is there's an NFL team out there who doesn't have a high pick that says, man, we'd really love it if love you fell to us. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, I may have heard this from somebody. Uh, go tell somebody at ESPN that, you know, you heard this. Right. And, you know, and see if that can get that ball rolling. That makes the most sense because all we've ever seen since he got to Ohio State was, I mean, change his body, change his diet, fought for the Big Ten to be out playing football. I mean, he was a leader. He could have sat out and still gone to the draft and been a top ten pick. He would have been the number two what, pick what if a, he hadn't played Yeah, this. what about all of that that he's done in the last year and a half tells you, man, he doesn't really care about football or he doesn't <laughs> want to, you know, put, put, put the work in. Like, it's, it's, in, it's insane that someone would come out and say that. But, uh, I mean, makes the most sense. Patriots, Bill Belichick, I mean, he's been known to pull some <laughs> things, right? He's down, sitting down there at 15 or somewhere along those lines. That makes the most sense to me. I don't think that the Patriots are going to get Justin. No, I don't either, but they might trade up into seven or eight if he comes down there. And that's the thing. I mean, it's the lying season, and so people put that out there, and it's – I think it's been largely refuted, and it's kind of – because there's a lot of evidence. It's just not saying, well, this isn't the case. Well, if he didn't really love it and want to compete and want to do these things, then he wouldn't have just played this year. And I love that Ryan brought that up, like – you know, he could have opted out like a lot of other people chose mm-hmm. to do and really just subtly slid that in yeah. where 
you're not questioning those guys' love mm-hmm. for the game when they decide to opt out. And Why didn't he just say Trey Lance's name out loud? I don't know. Yeah, and that's and that's because <laughs> you know, Ryan's very subtle like that. I mean, you know, you don't necessarily need to just you know, stab him in the neck. Sometimes it's just a glancing, yeah. a glancing little little <laughs> slice there of the abdomen and death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. And maybe that's uh, more Ryan style, but it. I, he, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I couldn't promise you how good he's going to be, but I know he's competitive enough. He's smart, and he has all the physical abilities. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to situation now and kind of who you're getting coached by because I know that he wants to get it done. All right, before Nicole goes back to doing her real job uh, and we bring Spencer in to talk about more spring ball, uh, Appetizer Tuesday. Ooh, mac, mac and, and, mac and cheese bites. Get it. Schlegel's favorite. I mean, yeah. can we call him like the Schlegel special? I know. Just... I'm, we really, <laughs> I feel will. like we should. Yes. Uh, yes. And we know that uh, he can out-eat Berm on those, which yes, the, he can. I don't know how we're going to schedule that for the Roosters Foundation at some point. But what else, anything else that. going on people need to know about for Roosters? Just patios. Back here next week. Patios, patios opening up. Yes. And, you know, tonight is um, wing night, Monday night's wing Ooh. night. So, yeah, and wing the night. game being on. So, um, Will you guys be open great. for the whole game? Or you, I guess there's what no limit on yeah. when you have hey, to close. We've been on our curfew. best behavior. We don't have well, a curfew anymore. No curfew. I didn't know if Dad came out and said, uh, you know, we got to go back to It's hard to keep up with everything. It is. Yes, so we'll be in dining or Good, area. So, yeah, come watch the game here at Roosters then, tonight. Mm-hmm. I think we're in the process of maybe even setting up the competition between Austin on one of the patios between Austin and Dave Biddle in a in a in a forty five pound barbell bench. Uh, I thought I was just competing against Tommy Togia. Well, but. and then I think we may have incorporated two, you know, another because co- you're a highly competitive guy like yeah, Justin yeah. Fields, and I feel like the the competition with someone else might even make that even better. You need to tell me when it is so that I can resume training because. <laughs> This has been my training for a long time. Hey, Tommy all you need. Guy. Roosters will do it for you. So mm-hmm. All that protein? Well, I mean, it's fuel. There's no doubt about that. It, <laughs> it's definitely fuel. It fuels fuel. me through my week. There's no better place. And we have healthy it. options, too. Grilled uh, chicken. This, I get the grilled healthy. chicken. Yes. Uh, Nicole, this is all good for you, okay? <laughs> yes. It's, it's all good. Like, I don't care about the for me part. It's, it's all, all good. good. Mm-hmm. This is fueling the entire been cra- I've been craving this since I missed last, <laughs> last Monday. Exactly right. Anytime you miss it, I can tell you when I was down in Texas, like, Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to watch it because I wasn't able to be here. Oh, <laughs> guys, that's so nice of you. All right, she's Nicole Cox. She's going to go. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live. We are here at Roosters. We, Bob's going to town on the salad. He is taking that mm. advice to eat healthy. I don't, I don't really approve. I'm of gonna that. eat some of the other stuff okay. too. Good deal. Uh, Spencer Holbrook has now joined us. Uh, he actually did not get to watch any practice on Friday or Monday, so I'm just going to rub that Jeez. in for him. But he's obviously doing a great job. You grounded or something? <laughs> you know, I have so many people in there. That's a, no, is that what I, I guess. Yeah, that's sorry. a question for the I sports know. information sorry. department. Sorry, my bad. But he has been doing a great job helping with the beat, as always. Uh, and we talked to Ryan Day again on Monday. The big thing there, Spencer, Buck has – these guys talked about getting to the end of spring and trying to stay healthy. Ohio State's going through that a little bit. Mitchell Melton, the latest one that's out, seven banks. Uh, he got hurt last week. Cameron Babb out. They're sort of mounting a little bit with you – know, Do some, we know the severity of Cameron Babb's injury? Uh, I, I can't say for sure. 
I know that there's sounded fear, serious? There's fear, fear that this, like fear. this could be the one. Bob, has it always been that way? I feel like when I was talking to my buddy on the way down here, like I feel like when I got hurt back in college, like no, we, we knew what it was. It's changed. Oh. It's changed. Yeah, has it, okay, all right. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Well, but. Tim May used to call up and, and <laughs> hey, they, uh, they one, one, one question, and then he asked you three, couple, couple quick. <laughs> like uh, I got confused, Tim. Yeah, they, they've locked down the information a lot. <laughs> right. I just just for Cameron Babb's sake, I've watched the kid rehab now. Like I think two ACLs and maybe Ugh. something, maybe something. Well, he else. had one when he got here. He did it three years in a row. Did yeah, it's, really? and I. I He's a good. He's a really good great. player. Yeah. But I've watched him move. Great athlete, built really well. Mm-hmm. Good kid. And I'm like, and I heard that. Like my heart sunk mm-hmm. for him. Just going through like a couple of severe injuries myself, and like, but inter, like big periods in oh, between. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. Like, hey, yeah, you at least got home, like healthy seasons in yeah. between, right? For the most part. I mean, he's been in a constant state of rehabilitation, which is just it psychologically yeah, it's worse than you. the physical part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one. So to answer your question, I. I don't know what the timeline is for this one, but I know that the way that they've mounted, there's at least some fear from not, – now, I would never count out Cameron Babb after yeah. what he's already gone through, that this might be, okay – Don't call it a comeback, no. LL Cool But just that you might be in that coaching you know, situation already, sort of like what C.J. Saunders went through, and then you hope that you can get back. But the other part is he's he spent a lot of time talking with Johnny Dixon about similar processes and going through injuries, and we know that Brian Hartline, the role that – he's played to help these guys get through it. it it can happen it's not as if uh he's not dead but this is a this is a bit a bad setback and you, if you have a pulse your heart breaks for Cameron Babb and these other guys I mean that Mitchell Melton that's you know Ryan Day said that's a long-term injury so some of these some of these have been minor seven banks comes to mind uh he'll be back Dallas Gant will be back but some of these are are ones that could linger for a while Spencer yeah and when you look at some of the ones that are just you know general maintenance, keeping these guys out of spring, getting the off-season surgeries. You have that every year. You expect that on a roster, right? Coming from someone, have you ever had surgery, Chaps? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like... General maintenance. It's like making it sound like you're dropping your car. For a for football... No, I'm talking about for a football, ro- for a football yeah, check roster. the oil. I mean, you remember getting the oil checked, Bob? <laughs> for a football roster, it's pretty standard practice to have guys with off-season surgeries, and so I'm just saying like that's general maintenance of a football roster. The guys go into surgery. <laughs> well, yeah, guys fight through the season, so when the season's over, they... You exactly. Know, yeah, I get it. Bob's I just did that. I, I got some maintenance done on my. Bob's maintenance, making it sound like I'm talking about oil changes here. <laughs> no, it's a, well the joke. I've, I've heard I heard say this. It's only a minor surgery if it's not yours. If it's not yours, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> and not that it is. Like I joke about getting a scope, and I played with yeah. guys who get scoped on Sunday, like JT Barrett. You smoke turn around play on Saturday. Like that's yeah. that's the reality of it. Um, <laughs> but just I always look at this. You know, the general like maintenance, getting back together, is for these some of these guys. Like, how long does it linger? Will they be good by the end of June or or end of May, early June, so you can have like a normal mm-hmm. summer, build up your strength, build up your conditioning, get in some of those seven on sevens and different things, or is it something where you'll be ready for camp, but you're going to be rehabbing up till like August first, and maybe it's you know a week or two there of running, and then you're going. And they're bringing you in slowly, yeah. probably to practice because they know you're just coming off the injury and you're going to miss out. And then you don't know if some of these guys are going to be ready when they start that conditioning everything are they going to be ready for that for that trip to minnesota you've got long-term injury guys and and it just seems like this has been a a bad luck spring for the buckeyes last summer or last spring was the worst case scenario nobody got any reps now nobody got hurt either there are yeah well master teague did in week one (laughs) yeah yeah, like day one very few guys getting hurt last year even more guys getting hurt this year it just seems to keep piling up and, and you don't know what What's it, changed or... I think it's... 
these guys will know better. You know, Ryan Day said it this morning when I asked about Melton. Like, if you're going to get better at football, you have to play football. So you can't you can't go out and mm-hmm. practice and be afraid that you're going to lose somebody to injury. Yep. Like well, that don't, it could happen at any time. Watching film only does so much. I mean, if you get better simply by watching, I mean, I'd be really good. Be a great, great football <laughs> player. Just simply watching, like you have to get out there and ex- it's an experiential mm-hmm. product. You no, have no. to experience what's going on, make mistakes, have Kerry Combs come over there. What are we doing? <laughs> Give me some juice. Better footwork. Ah! And like his brain explodes. Then Schlegs would take out a flask of coffee and just pour it in his mouth real quick, and he'd resurrect. You know, just like just like Easter Sunday there, and it'd be fantastic. And he'd go back to coaching, and that's how these guys would learn. And you give him a hug, and it's all well and good. But you have to make those mistakes. Like we heard Ryan talking about the quarterback. Well, you make it once, mm-hmm. you make it again. Defensive back, hey, you jumped over there on the post, and then they the, the mm. first post, and they banged the one right behind you. Uh, we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn from that now. So when you see it there, it doesn't mean that's what they're gonna throw to. Yeah. They're doing it that to pull you up. And but you have to experience that, and you have to. You know, we always talk about guys making plays. A lot of times, it's you learn from those mistakes in practice. And okay, you make it once, maybe twice, but eventually, like you can't keep making the same mistake again. You keep peeing on the carpet. You got to live outside. <laughs> Yeah, you live outside. That's how you get to follow That's, that, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to switch topics. <laughs> Next. All right, so, well, the fact that some of these injuries are all, they seem to be primarily on the defensive Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to go with. Linebackers, right? Yeah. We're replacing four of them. Uh, we already got a couple guys who are kind of dinged up, and then you lose another one yeah. that would look promising, right? Where Where do we sit at? In that room. Well, today, so again, this is only six periods of practice that, that I saw. It's a small slice of an overall pie. Um, but that was almost all from what I saw this morning in nickel and extra defensive back, whether that's Craig Young at safety or in the bullet kind of mm-hmm. hybrid role, whether that was Ronnie Hickman, who was also doing some of that stuff. There was Cody Simon and Taraja Mitchell and then a bunch of defensive backs. Now, again. Cody Simon getting that much run. Yes, Good those two were out there with the first team. Related Taraji, to Carly Simon? Uh, well, that's a different show. That's Morning Juice. You okay. guys dive into that when you have three hours. Um, <laughs> this, so this, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just the day where uh. you decided that you were going to work on nickel. That happens in spring. and I, yeah, So yeah. I don't know. But there also aren't a ton of other options to help at line. There's not a ton of other options at defensive back either. Well, the, the Unless you have like the five defense, five down D linemen deal. <laughs> Dropping. <laughs> that's, that's really it. I mean, you're, those two, the back end is thin right now. And that's, so I, I think that's the, that's a fine situation in the secondary when you know that seven banks is just a maintenance guy, Bob, and you've got Cameron Brown who'll be back in the summer. You know what you're going to have there at cornerback. Safety is actually in a much better position this spring than it was all of last year. And Lathan Ransom in there with, with Josh Proctor and Ronnie Hickman being able to help and do some other things and Bryson Shaw. They're much healthier than they were at any point last year. And I think they're going to be just fine at Mar- when Marcus Williamson is full go. Uh, oh, he's still he's hampered? He's been off and on. He, he, when I was out there today, he wasn't a full okay. participant. Um, could be just the day, could be just the drill. Who knows? I don't. Th- I don't think he has anything serious. But th- that part's going to be fine. I think I have more concern about the situation at linebacker than I did at the start of camp in March. We all know that they're going to be active in that transfer portal. We all know who they're after. I think that that has become a much bigger deal for them because they're, they're already going to be inexperienced, and now you've robbed 
Dallas Gann of a second spring. Uh, Mitchell Melton, who obviously didn't have one last year, and he doesn't get that one this year. That's, I think there's a little bit of concern at this point for linebacker. I mean, that's, just, no, that, that's, that's your, those are your guys. It is because you've got to play, and these guys have been in practice, but they've never been the lead guys. Mm-hmm. And so now you're going to start to see more things. They're going to ask for more flexibility. They're doing different things defensively. Like, there is a little bit of a learning. There's always a shift every year where you begin to do more of this, less of this, just based upon the talent and how the scheme's kind of fitting up with what they're doing. And uh, Kayvon Pope, the Pope practice, or is he hurt yeah, He too? was there. He, he was, uh, from what I saw, primarily with the twos. Okay. And so, obviously, well, that's, that's uh, great for Cody Simon. Uh, he's, a, he's a Bobby Carpenter recruit, by the way. So, <laughs> out in New Jersey. Oh, goodness. Don Bosco, Don Bosco, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, good kid. Very solid human being. To quote Urban Meyer, great family, by the way. And smart kid. Not good. Great. Great. His brother went to Notre Dame. They didn't offer him. I'm like, why not? This guy looks pretty good to me on film. <laughs> uh, they had like eight linebackers. They said they had no more room. So, we end up getting him here, and that's fantastic. And you know what? This is good for him. You're going to find out a lot about him yeah. early on, um, getting him in these situations. And you know, he was there last year, but didn't really get all the development. That's you know him and uh, uh, Court come in like these guys, hybrid, you know, linebacker guys that can run, safety guys. You need to get the reps, and so this is big for him to get this. And this might end up being the difference. And Pope's been here for a while. You feel like he should know what's going on, and maybe it's just like, hey. He's made a couple mental errors. We'll put the young guy in there, see what he can do, and give him a day to kind of sink or swim and figure it out. And, you know, he didn't even have a a normal fall of practice. They were doing, you know, small group activity, and you're you're practicing on Tuesday. We're not practicing Wednesday, Thursday because of positive tests. Like, everything that he had to go through, and now in his second year, his first uh, little bit of normalcy in the program, he's already in the starting lineup. That tells you everything you need to know about where he's progressing and how good they think he could be. And then the other guy – Court Williams keeps coming up, and Ohio State really hasn't seen him on the field at all. So they know the potential that he has. He could play, probably can play hybrid, play linebacker, play safety. He can play anywhere in that defense. Those two guys could be the key to this entire defense uh, heading into the summer. Another Carpenter recruit, by the way. Knocking it out of the park. Did you you help with Craig Young? Because this guy... I did not help with Craig... I may have. I, I couldn't tell you that. Oh, uh, here we go. I, I think I did too. No, I, I don't know. I specifically remember. Uh. Jay on the phone. I had to. I had to. I almost missed like. I almost missed like part of a soccer game going to breakfast with those guys and their and their parents. So, um, just getting to talk to them about the school and the university because mm. both of them, great families, great kids, and really they're young men now. But this COVID separated guys. You can't learn how to play football by watching it, but you can learn the schemes. Mm-hmm. And so then you get in there knowing what to do is half the battle, and then, okay, now can I execute it? It's If you're lining up in the wrong spot, you're not doing this or that, physical mistakes are going to happen. Jumping around or making this, doing that. But do you know the overall concept? Are you where you're supposed that? to be? Are you, are you where you're supposed to be? Yeah. And that's big, and it's hard to do. Some guys have to, and it's not an indictment on it, mm-hmm. but some guys are have are more adept to be able to learn off of a iPad. We used to say out of the book, mm-hmm. playbook, but they can learn off an of iPad better, and that, that has given them a leg up in this situation. Yeah. Bob, well, yeah, go ahead. One of the most interesting things that I've heard this entire spring so far is – I can't remember which defensive back said it. They said Kerry Combs is teaching the defense why they're supposed to be where yeah, they Josh are. Josh Proctor was talking Josh about. Proctor said that. Why they're supposed to be there. And I think the guys that are able to grasp why they're doing what Kerry Combs is teaching, since they didn't have spring, they barely had anything in the fall, if they've been able to learn why they're supposed to be in a certain place over the last year, they're going to be on the field based on what the defense looks like right now. Yeah, tell me, you two who have been through this, my interpretation of that was not that 
Jeff Halfley didn't know how to teach defense or that anybody else, but that there's a point in your careers where you just learn how to listen better and you start to grasp those concepts. Because I, you know, I've known Josh Proctor for a, a long time and before he got here, and he had to grow up. He'd be the first to admit that. I, I don't think that we know Jeff Halfley can coach defense yeah. and teach, mm-hmm. but I don't think that was the issue. But <clears throat> Spencer brings up a good point that until those guys understand it, and maybe it's on them, maybe it's the coach, maybe it's a combination of the two, you're not going to be able to execute it. But I think it's more of him being at that point of his career where, all right, he's not just learning where he's supposed to go, but then he, the why, he's okay. got that part well, down. If you learn the why, and this is you, it's basically learning the whole concept of the defense of what you're, gonna, what you're trying to accomplish, because everything is going to be – every play is designed for success on offense. Every defense is designed for success on defense. Now – there's certain things they're better at than others, and there's certain limitations that they're going to have. And so teaching the why is like, hey, Josh, this is why you're going to be in the middle of the field here. And so this is what we're trying to accomplish. So if you show over to this side, that's a good thing because it's going to confuse the quarterback. If you show over here, it's not doing anything because he already it's going to give it away and it's going to show what we're doing. And so this is a little bit of what the why helps bring about is – you begin to understand where you fit as a piece in that. And if I can shift this piece over here, yeah, it's going to be really confusing. And how much can I, how much Liberty can I take with that? And that's what, you know, everyone remembers the play where tough Borland's chasing down Devonta Smith in the national championship game. They put Devonta Smith at number three, go three by one. He's the inside player. Why are they doing that? Because they're going to put him on linebacker. Mm -hmm. We're going to find the least athletic guy in the back seven. Usually one of the inside backers. Tough, schlegs, someone like that. And we're going to run this guy down the field. And what are they? They're in three deep. We're going to bend him to the backside. Free safety is supposed to be in the middle of the field. On that play, I think it was Marcus Williamson was, was supposed to yeah. be there. Marcus Williamson's played corner and nickel his whole career. And so if you have an experienced safety who's played that before, and this is what Josh Proctor, you look around and say, why the heck is the best guy right yeah, there? Yeah, in there, yeah. And then I start looking at the guy, well, that's who's going to have to take him. Mm-hmm. I might not have to, and I'm going to keep I'm, an eye on this. I'm going to keep an eye. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. They call. I'm going to lean to this guy, yeah. and I might even tell our Nickelback, who maybe has to run with the other guy. You're going to be more on your own. Why? Well, because yeah. of that. All right, you got it. Uh, look at the here. quarterback. His eyes yeah. are this big because he sees what he's about to <laughs> he do. He looked at it. He went, licks his fingers. He knows exactly where we're going. And so that's mm. why you cheat over and do that. And some of the best safeties, like, hey, I've got you right here. Just play underneath. If he throws over top, we'll pick it. He goes, I'm going to jump it late. And those are the guys that are great. And so hopefully that's the why stuff. Yeah. When you get to be really good, and he may even hang, and he's ready to break on the throw because he knows it's going there. Because mm-hmm. only an idiot wouldn't throw to a Heisman Trophy yeah. when he receiver on a linebacker. Well, line. Are you suggesting that Mac Jones was in a one-read offense? Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that was the first read. If that, <laughs> if that wasn't the first read, it's a, it it's a, it's a oh. faulty play design. Yeah, no doubt. I think a lot of it comes down to maturity of these young guys, too, though, yeah. when teaching the why, yeah. right? Because they want to go make plays. You can't. We can't have you jump in this because – the why of the defense, you were going to be open on the backside or this or that. So as they mature and they grow and understand the defense a little bit better, they understand, I don't have to make every play. I got to play my spot. I got to be where I'm supposed to be in this defense to make sure it works the way it's supposed to. And you know, as they get older and they go through it and they have some instances where I did it my way and I, I got yelled at for being out of position and they scored a touchdown, you know, maybe they go back to those moments and say, this is why they're teaching it this way now. And we got to just play our position and play what we're supposed to do. Spencer, anything else that you're looking for in the last two weeks here? 
Uh, yeah, I asked Ryan Day today about defensive tackle. And he's Looking seen- for a press credential to get into practice? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I can only do one. I can only do so much. I got to take care of me first. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no no I, doubt. I respect that. I, I promise. No, I, I, t- I asked Ryan Day about defensive tackle today, and he seemed really excited about where they're at with that. You know, he mentioned a freshman, Tyleek Williams, who I'm really high on coming in, like 330 pounds, can really run stuff. And where they need that, Tommy Togiai's gone. But he was really high on Teron Vincent, a former five-star guy, and I think that is a a huge development that's kind of going under the radar uh, because Tommy Togia is not going to be an easy guy to replace. He could move interior offensive linemen. That's not easy to do in the Big Ten. If Teron Vincent can take a step and line up beside Haskell Garrett and and complement those defensive ends, you're talking about going back to a dominant Ohio State defensive line. I, I'm not sure if they were quite there as an entire unit last year as far as getting to the quarterback. I think they can be if Teron Vincent takes that next step. Now I'm starting to think he can because of what I heard from Ryan Day. And I know there's a little bit of, you know, let's praise the guy to get him, you know, yeah, get just him to going. praise him. Well, I mean, Ryan Day generally is is much more reserved and cautious about singling out a single person. Yeah. Usually, oh, this is the unit or we're rotating. That was unprompted. You didn't specifically say, let's talk about Teron Vincent. Really brought yeah. it up. And, and it was yeah. – he, he went on a little spiel about Teron. Which that's going to be huge because that – those guys up front, maybe you're a little thin at linebacker, maybe you're a little thin at second. You know, if you're getting to the quarterback or you're plugging up things, you know, with the defensive line, that's going to help the defense out tremendously. So that's huge if, you know, we're getting some guys that can plug the middle up there and then he's got to let those guys on the edge get after it. Love when we're getting these kind of developments as spring ball rolls along. We're into April. The weather's getting nicer. We're going to get to see some more of that in person, especially on April 17th for the spring game, which is coming. We'll have uh, more coverage every day, all day, all year round at Letterman Row. This is Bobby Carpenter, Justin Zwick. That's Spencer Holbrook. We appreciate Nicole Cox and Roosters for having us again for Letterman Live. I am Just Austin Ward. We'll see you again next week right here for Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters.